Can I kick it? podcast is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza, one of the best pizza places in Santa Monica, located at 1811 Pico Boulevard. Stop on by. Hey, welcome to Mod Rods, episode 28. Yes. And um, let's just be honest. I'm your host. <laughs> My name is Thomas. My co-host? Yeah. So I'm a co-host. Juliette Lamar. Who are we really? Yes, Juliette and Lamar. this is Mod Rats. Um, we have a bunch of shit going on and maybe you can relate. Mm-hmm. We're here to take out our problems on you. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> um, yeah, so last episode we talked about family. 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 Oh, family. So good. I, I mean, there's so many things about family that people brush under the rug, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, starting from when you get married, mm-hmm. right? All the shit you're going to go through once you get married. Why people even have to get married, the pressure they feel. And then when you have a kid, like I was, you know, another podcast I do is about babies and pregnancy and birth and all this. Right. And all you think about is, oh, we're going to start a family. We're going to have a baby. It's going to be so cute when we're dressed up in onesies. When reality is, you're actually going to go through like a incredibly traumatic event mm-hmm. where your body and your life are completely irrevocably changed and then for the man same way your 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 wife your loved one has changed mm-hmm. your your life has now changed mm-hmm. your body's changed because of you know you're in tune with your partner and that's sympathy just the, weight. sympathy weight and that's just the beginning of your yeah. little family <laughs> yeah and even before like all life events right yeah. whether it's you know, getting your car, turning 16, whatever it is these days it's like what's the family you got Mm-hmm. You know, what's the genetic deck? Are they, yeah. are they healthy? Are they married? Are they not? Is your dad an a-hole? Is your mom a psycho? Do you have brothers and sisters? Are they cool? Mm-hmm. Like, it, are it, they crazy? <laughs> it's like how much of our identity and, and who we are is nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And then, like you said, getting married or having children. Yeah, it's, uh, women have a different, you know... Uh, what's a cost benefit? Yeah, and it's a different toll. Mm-hmm. And for some women, I, I feel most, but that's just me. I, I feel become more beautiful, more empowered, more I don't know, feminine in some ways. Yeah, the feminine goddess giving life. I mean, it's all about how you look at it. Yeah. I think that that we're currently in a little bit of a negative stage, you and I, about about family and whatnot. But I'm just negative. <laughs> negative, negative Nancy over here. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's funny. I was talking with my brother. And um, basically, your family will forgive you. Because they have to? Well. <laughs> but your brothers are special. They're, they're people who have welcomed yeah, you as special. family in a, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, they are special. Yeah. I mean, because I was adopted. And, but, I, I mean, you're, you, you, uh, you are stuck with your family. So I don't know if they have to forgive you, back mm-hmm. to, but... You can change, you know, you can change, I believe, and maybe you don't, maybe I'll, maybe you guys don't, but doing a lot of recovery work or just dealing with addiction, whether it's physical dependence or a mental addiction, for me, the benzos is a physical addiction um, or physical dependence, you know, I believe people can change. Um, 
I feel I feel like we're changing and evolving all the time. Like mm-hmm. I I get inspired and part of the reason we're doing this podcast is finding people that have overcome adversity, overcome obstacles. Um but on that path to changing or evolving, yeah, you hurt people along the way. Yeah. On top of yourself. Yeah. Right? You hurt yourself all the time. I mean Yeah. But then you also heal yourself all the time. It's right. just, I mean it's life. It's like you're on a spin cycle constantly right. and you never know which way is up half the time. And then, you know, one of the things that was brought up off the pod was how do you deal with people that are irrational mm-hmm. or mentally disabled or addicted? You know, or let's just say in a place where they're not fully aware of the impact of their actions on the family dynamic or their friends. Mm -hmm. When do you intervene? And then, you know, when do you, you know, have tough love? Um, When, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like if you have a child that's under six months old, that child could do no wrong. They can't even move. You literally (laughs) exist to provide every want, everything. After about six months, when the you know or whatever they say in psychology, you know when they start walking, you you let the baby fall, Mm -hmm. and if anything, you you back off more, and it's that way throughout life. As someone's growing, evolving, and healing, you if they're not able to task themselves with staying in that healing dynamic where they're pushing that neuroplasticity and that growth and that that healing edge mm-hmm. where they're com- comfortable but uncomfortable enough to keep keep healing yes um you know when well, how do you communicate to people that are in the throes of addiction that are helpless that don't know the damage that they may be causing is is damage even the right way to phrase this it's negative a little bit yeah. Uh, you know um yeah the impact they may be the having. impact right um and then when do you know when to back off and when do you when do you when do you when do you make hard decisions and it's you know family never goes away even if you you know never see them they're yeah, still there right yeah you can change your family but i just feel like whether you're adopted or you know whatever the dynamic your mom is your mom the one that, at least in my opinion the one that raises you mm-hmm. your brothers are your brothers whether they're blood or not and yeah, you can't change your family. There's some kind of an imprint. I don't know. It was interesting that when you were talking just now, I thought, you know, I'm an only child and I, I look at the world. Um, I have a big extended family, but they're not a part of my life whatsoever. Mm. So I guess I call them family because they're blood relatives, yeah. but I don't know anything about them and I don't care to, not because I dislike oh. them. I just, they are not in my life. Right. So they're strangers. Right. Um, so you can't know the people you don't know. And my friends have almost been like my adopted family. Um, you know, a lot of my friends are my brothers and sisters. I, mm. I would, I feel that connection and their parents were very um, involved in my life. Not more than my parents, but as them as kids, right? And I was just thinking that I wonder if only children and adopted kids have a similar view of family uh, mm. where we appreciate people who give us kindness or time mm. more than maybe people who are raised in a big family who just expect... Oh, I fight with my brother and sister, but they're always going to be there. I can't right. get rid of them. But for right. us, it's I treat friendships with such gravitas mm. um, because they're choosing me and I'm choosing them mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't, can't choose my mom and dad. I've got them. <laughs> I'm stuck yeah. with them. And uh, you choose your partner, but in a similar way, you're kind of stuck with them if you have ties, like you have children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I feel tied to Dan, but at the same time, we don't have any kids. 
right? Mm-hmm. And we've chosen each other for 13 years, but yeah, that means time and it means an imprint, but, for sure. but we don't have any actual physical blood ties yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. mean, it's too raw for me to say yeah. what's going on with my situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, when you have kids with someone, you are... One, if you have a kid, you know, um, or you have a parents, they're your parents as long as you're alive, as long as they're alive. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a different, I don't want to say responsibility, but... It's a blessing and a responsibility, and, yeah. and and it shapes who you are. It shapes it shapes what is important in your life. And are we choosing that importance because a lot of people are not? If you close. choose to have kids, yeah. If you choose to have kids, I think you have responsibility to your kids. If you choose so, to marry someone, you have responsibility. To I them. feel like you you're choosing to yeah. expand your your capacity to uh, connect. Mm-hmm. There's a burden mm-hmm. <laughs> with greater burden, with greater risk, emotional vulnerability, with greater, but is also uh, the expand, yeah, the, the an increased capacity to love as well. Yeah, no, absolutely, the increased capacity, and that's what's so scary. And I think when bad things happen, you you yearn for that love and that happiness that you once right. had, and then when it when it something damages it, when something impacts it, right. we're not gonna use damage. Something yeah, impacts damages. it and changes it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're almost afraid to go back to it because it's no longer a safe, happy place. Right. Because it's been tainted in some way, mm-hmm. um, which is really unfortunate in a lot of ways. I was thinking about family. Um, so my grandma on my dad's side turns 90 next year. Wow. Yay. But I, I mean, I've probably met her. Like I, I talked on the phone or she calls because I'm told to and whatnot. Right. But I feel like I maybe I've met her 20 times in my life because she lives oh. in Texas or Virginia. You know, oh. She always lived away. And my parents moved out to the West Coast where mm-hmm. none of my family is. So it was just the three of us for uh-huh. a really long time. So this time. is your dad's mom? My dad's mom. Mm-hmm. She's in Texas. And they're like guilting me into going to this 90th birthday. And I probably will. But I'm thinking, I wouldn't fly to Texas for my good friend's birthday because right. it's so far away. I would just be like, yeah, I'll right. see you when you get back here. Like a good friend who I've so there's grown a lot up of, with. There's a lot of this kind of like weird. compelled. You're feeling compelled and pushed and prompted and guilted. Yeah. Into participating in, in I'm just family wondering life why right people now. want me there. Like that's I'm kind of like why? Well, why do you want me there? You're her only granddaughter, I'd imagine. No, no, no. She's oh, got Gary's got a bunch of kids. So she my, had a bunch of kids. She had uh, Gary's the only the uh, middle child. So oh, okay. So my my aunt is older than mm-hmm. my dad. My dad's a middle child, and he's got a younger kid um, named Tony. So his younger brother has a has a daughter. Okay. Um, who is a little older than me? Then my dad had one daughter, mm-hmm. and his sister had. Two, I don't even know. I think she had two kids. Uh, I know my cousin Ashley and Courtney. I think it's the other one. Okay. Um, but she, yeah, my grandma's got... Uh, four or four grandkids. She's got like four grandkids on that side, plus a bunch, a bunch of great-grandchildren. From her husband? Uh, no, no, no. So like my, my cousins have like four and five kids. <laughs> so she's got uh, a lot of great-grandkids. And they all live in Texas. Oh, oh okay. Everyone lives in Texas except for me. Um and I'm like, I get, like, that's nice that you want me there. Like, right. that's fine. But do you only want me there because I'm blood related to you? I, there's no connection. Possibly. We don't have a connection as people mm. except for that blood relation. Mm. Um, or my grandmother who lives in Florida, she's going through a lot of health issues that are her problem right now. Um, my mom wants to go see her. But my mom is one of eight. So I have eight aunts and uncles or seven aunts and uncles in Virginia who I don't really know anything about. And mm. I don't have a connection with 
any of them except for one who I just like her personality whenever I talk to her, but right. we don't have a connection. We don't have a friendship. We don't have a dialogue. And my mom always gets mad. She's like, this is your grandma. You should be worried about her. Mm. You know, she's also, you know, my the grandma back there is, uh, is a little bit of an alcoholic. And I keep just saying, she's doing this to herself. I'm not going to come in on a white horse. I don't know her. She's got seven other kids back there who are right. actual her kids. Go deal with it. My mom gets so mad. She's like, this is your grandma. I say, I don't have a relationship with this person. So these are strangers to me. And I, I don't know. I just get, think it's interesting how we put so much emphasis on family. I think that's why I want to adopt a kid. Because to oh. me, it honestly doesn't matter. Like the oh. only connection I feel is to my parents because I have a relationship with them. Right. And I think that if I was adopted but I had a relationship, it would be the same thing. Kind of like you and your parents. The, the mother that right. you talk and you call mom yeah, my mom. is your mom who raised you yeah. not your birth mom and it's it's interesting how people think just because you're family you have to go have a relationship with them but they're strangers yeah <laughs> yeah it's just, yeah i have a biological mother yeah. but i have a mom who's passed mm -hmm. but will always be my mom exactly but you get to choose that so yeah. you know you shared a lot and yeah, i think sorry. one of the things you know we were talking about the choice the things mm -hmm. you can choose you know when you when you're dating and you're single um, you make a choice, you know, to kind of make a commitment to be married to someone and whatever that definition is, people are right. Well, I'm not <laughs> saying traditional model. You can have an open marriage. You can have an agreement mm -hmm. to expand that intimacy, you know, augment it, enhance it. And when that feels threatened or you feel less than, you know, people get hung up on and I do. And um, like, oh, if this person leaves, who am I on my own? Oh, absolutely. What do I have on my own? Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, we have kids. So, yeah, whatever. Just beat me, stab me, whatever. You're, you're the mother of my kids or you're the father of my kids, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, but that is your, that the kids are Some people don't connection. give a fuck. I yeah. mean, some people have kids and they're like, yeah, whatever. It's a check. I don't need these fuckers. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, people people do that. Mm -hmm. um, I think the thing that gets me, and I, I don't know if you've heard this in your life. I'm sure mm. you have because most people have. Um, this isn't what I signed up for. Right. Do people sign up for things thinking that the world doesn't change? We just got through saying right. that you go through ups and downs emotionally, physically, mentally throughout your entire life. Every day, every moment, every second changes you. Every interaction changes you. Right. So when you sign up for something, you're not signing up for, especially in, in a relationship, right. a long-term relationship, what you're quote-unquote signing up for is that person's life. You're not signing up for the package that person is presenting. And if you are, then you probably shouldn't be in a long-term committed relationship. Correct. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Am I preaching on... to the choir here? <laughs> well, look, we, I can play devil's advocate and, yeah. and recognize someone's become... Mm -hmm something that i did not sign up for that's individual mm -hmm. so we do have a package yeah. right so it's all in my opinion it's all about compatibility mm -hmm. your compatibility can change absolutely our compatibility can change life becomes you know uh untenable whether individual or as a couple you're thrown challenges as a couple as a whole package as a family events happen um I think when people say this isn't what I signed mm -hmm. up for, it's a very selfish thing. And when you become a part of a committed relationship, part of that is becoming selfless mm -hmm. and changing the me to we in in 
I, I am 100% about you should have your own lives and you should be strong people on your own. But right. if you are signed up, right. quote unquote, I'm signing up for marriage, I'm signing up for a long-term right. relationship, you're signing up for a we. So if there's a problem, it is a right. we thing. And when you say, I didn't sign up for this, yeah, you did. So if it comes a point well, where you're not no. compatible, then you need to say, let's we look at this situation. Correct. This is what this I'm is feeling. This is our problem. Our problem. Right. We need to figure out. And if, right. if the solution is to separate, I'm not against that at all. Right. I'm just saying you can't say, well, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm just stepping out. Well, people can. And people do that all the time. But I just all feel like time. that's a huge mistake. And mm. it's not what you signed up for. You did sign up for this. So just take it in a different approach to stepping out. Right. Right. Well, so... I don't know, because I'm in a gray area. Yeah. Like, I've watched myself deteriorate, and I can honestly say that I, she didn't sign up for this. You know, I'm recognizing the impact of my actions and its toll on her. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think I'm maybe further along in a point where, hey, you can't keep saying I didn't sign up for this. Mm-hmm. How are we going to solve this? Yeah. Right, and some people uh, decide they're gonna fix everything for everybody, and then regret you later, and <laughs> resent you later. Yeah, like I'm showing up instead of having the. Hey, that's the part where a lot, and I'm not saying you guys, but a lot of times we get in relationships, we become codependent. Mm-hmm. Part of it's natural, I think. People throw that word around like it's a bad one. No, I think it's it's a teamwork thing right. too. It's it a teamwork, be- um, and then yeah, hey, if I'm gonna be uh, the homemaker, or I'm gonna be the breadwinner, or we're both gonna be the breadwinner, but I am now navigating my life, making decisions that involve the impact that'll have on you, and then yeah, throwing kids, mm-hmm. throwing extended family and their needs. All those decisions, once you sign up, even if it's not a marriage, when you sign up to have an exclusive relationship, it could be emotional monogamy and be a swinger, whatever. When you sign up to have something exclusive and you have a, what's the right word? You carve out a niche in the world to make that person exclusively some kind of an arrangement, mm-hmm. right? Even whatever it is, there's, there's, a, there's a contract, Emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't think it's, it's good to just say, I didn't sign up for this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's helpful. It's, I'm very uncomfortable with this situation. And this is what I'm going to do to make changes. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And then you get to sign up or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, for me right now, there's I can't do anything right now, uh, except try to have a better attitude. Be grateful for the fact that I'm not completely bedridden, that it's not worse, that I don't have akesthesia. Benzodiazepines will fucking take you down, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you're going and through I'm very talking to waters. some of the smartest people possible for this, mm-hmm. and I've exhausted a lot of resources. I've exhausted a lot of chances and a lot of people, but I can very easily sit and go. Yeah, she, uh, you know, she signed up for this. Why is she bailing on me? And maybe two or three years from now or five years from now, we'll all be talking about benzos like opiates. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll be like, oh, you didn't show up for me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's been two years and she's done. Yeah. She has a right to bow out. It's mm-hmm. the way you do it. Yeah. And it's, it's... It's all about the way you do anything. Yeah. 
you know, it's it's about the way you show up in the world. And I how have, you show up matters. Yeah, and I, I, when, when people are frustrated, I'm generalizing, but I know for myself at least, when I'm frustrated, I say a lot of mean shit. I think that's a pretty blanket statement. Yeah, you people, know? that's accurate. But it doesn't mean I mean it. Yeah, but it also doesn't mean you didn't say it. You can't take back. Yeah, which sucks. <laughs> you can't. Well, because when you get frustrated, depends you, on who you're with. Things. Some people, like for me, it's it's. I've taken a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I've had. I've gotten spit in my face, which where I grew up, that's like the worst. It doesn't, doesn't sound pleasant. Like <laughs> like like spitting in your face. Yeah. And I, I didn't forget, but I completely forgive it. Like, Dep- it, it it's amazing on what it. you could forgive. Well, it depends on also the person doing it. Right. And when someone says something, it can mean a hundred different things. Right. And the way they're saying it, and right. you know their intention behind it. Like, right. they're angry, they're spitting my face, that really sucked, and now, okay, we got over it. it, you know, yeah, figure it out. Right. But someone could, someone could not spit in your face, but say something mm-hmm. that could wound you forever. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. And then again... You know, how do I say this? At some point, you get to know somebody. Mm. Oh, yeah. And you know when some, like, like, within two months, you'll know he's got a mean fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what an asshole, verbally. Mm-hmm. But is it abusive? Like, you may go, you know what? That's his process. He very quickly makes nice. Yeah, you know, it's not and. Yeah. It's act. Did he evolve? Mm-hmm. Did he grow? So you know what I mean. Like yeah. it depends. Some people intellectualize things. They verbally vomit. You know, uh, they process and want to. You know, think mm-hmm. out loud and include everyone in that thought process. Meaning their partner. No, we're gonna resolve this now. I need to know now. We gotta make this right now. I'm not going to sleep angry. We're gonna fucking fix this. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's it's uh. But it's hard to mold that to your partner, too, because... No, but your partner should be aware that that's your love language. But at the same time, what if there's the opposite, which is also can also happen in couples, yeah. right? So maybe one couple yeah. has to resolve something before they go to bed. They have to work it out. Mm-hmm. The other person really needs time to process. Right. And that's really difficult, I think, uh, when, when maybe your language of... Because there's love language. There has got to be fighting language. Right? 100%. I don't know what you would call it besides no, fight it language. Yeah. But, or conflict, res- conflict, conflict resolution conflict style. Conflict resolution style. What your, what your conflict uh, protocols are. Yeah. Like, okay, he's gonna he's a powder keg. He's going to verbally uh, you know, come at me with a verbal tirade of just vomit. I'm not going to minimize it. It's going to be hurtful. But if I see that that's a trajectory towards reconcil- reconciling and getting into the let's fix this mode. Mm-hmm. Then that's that's the process, you know. That's mm-hmm. the story arc of the character development. Yeah. But you know. Um, but I think even people who are cool and calculating, um, not calculating, but, but people who think about their words too, can say things they don't mean, or say oh, things yeah. they mean that then they regret, oh, then yeah. they just say they don't mean. Oh yeah. Because there's so many levels to it, right? You could say something you actually mean, but then you realize the impact it had, right. and now you regret that impact. You still right. mean it, but you realize that that was right. not the right thing so to, to say. So to be clear, <laughs> I don't use you statements. It's hard, but yes, it's a I good idea. I wouldn't be like, you are a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You destroyed my life, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's more like, I'm going to fucking, fucking, freaking, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck, 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 fuck. You know, like, like, just like... Rage of the world. Yeah, just, just, I don't know, just... 
I think that's maybe that's a little better. If you're gonna if you're gonna curse curse the world as opposed to a single yeah, human, I think that's I, a better good job. I think that's a good approach, Dom. I'm gonna applaud you for that. I'm just saying it's got to go somewhere, and yeah. I, I'm not a physically violent person. Mm-hmm. Like never hit a woman. Yeah. Like I just and I and and I'm not good at walking away because I want to you get want to, through yeah, that yeah. and then kind of not be braced up and not feel that feeling of where am I in all this? I hate uncertainty. I don't mm-hmm. want, you know, I'd, I'd rather fight it out and get to that certainty point. And then, mm-hmm. you know, back to like, like what you're saying, the law of attraction, you know, some people, they back to the islands, waves and anchors. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're dealing with an island, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. And, then, and I'm a wave. So it's like, hey, what's going on? Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then I wait, and then all of a sudden there's smoke signals, castaway style, and then I'm like, oh, okay. And then it's like, as soon as I feel an opportunity that they want to talk, I've been not sleeping, waiting, waiting for my the phone to ring. Like, you know, I'm ready to resolve this. Like, I will not sleep. I can't let it go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of it. Back to what is what is so injurious. Um, I mean, if I, okay. I mean, not to throw you under the table, but. The situation we're talking about uh, basically involved another person. Mm-hmm. So if I was fighting with, I don't know what the right phrase is, but let's just say baby mama, um, I'm not going to throw my kids in. They can't be. They're not a part of it. They're never a part yeah. of it. Yeah. I may say shit to her like, we should have never had these fucking monkeys. <laughs> you know, these monsters. I'm not allowed to say monkeys anymore, I guess. Um, <laughs> white privilege. Um, but Yeah. Um, but never in front of the kids. Yeah, because it's not, they didn't choose this. No, and, yeah. and, and, um, no. And, uh, and not. Even if they're, the, the, I think what the trip up happens is if the kids are the ones that are causing the problem, but kids typically are not the ones causing their problem. Oh, kids cause major fucking problems. What are you, are you kidding me? But like, are they the, the 100% source for the problem? Uh,. Depends on how evil your kids are. Um, some, <laughs> and how old they are, probably some too. People, teenagers. Look, uh, so I have a cousin. He has two autistic children. Oh, yeah, there you and go. Good his example. life is now that is has been. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're you know, first of all, they're amazing. Yeah, they're wonderful and people. Just they come with a lot. There's of a lot of work, yeah. a lot of responsibilities, and they have been given every advantage. I mean, my cousin and his wife are amazing human beings, and I I I could not imagine myself with that workload mm-hmm. um and i don't imagine them ever saying anything in front of their kids and i'm sure it was not easy yeah i'm sure it's still not easy um when when, the, when they're having a bad day that's entirely caused by the issues that right. these kids are having so that's the difference yeah. that is the difference yeah you could take your shit out on me mm-hmm. not on the kids you know and be like hey you're fucked up you're an asshole you you know you well, need don't to use change. <laughs> no, look, if you're yeah. gonna go and get nasty, right? But I would not include something that is somebody that cannot control their plight in life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and that's you know it's unfair. And I look, I feel like a victim with the benzos. I feel like look, I'm farmer harmed, and uh, it is. I'm doing the best I can, and by me not calling and raging twenty four seven and being in a fucking mental hospital right now i'm i'm showing up as yeah. crazy as it sounds it doesn't sound crazy i'm not spending money right now i'm i'm white knuckling it and getting off of these meds and it's a 
and I'm tr- and I'm not putting myself in a situation where, you know, it's still all about me a lot. Trust me, right? Yeah. Because I'm, I I have needs, and they're not what my family signed up for. But what is in my control? What is not? Mm-hmm. And I've done my best to educate people. I'm surprised I'm cognizant enough to even do that sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, with your mom, for instance, I mean, if it's okay to get specific. Mm-hmm. I would never fault or blame her ever. Yeah, it doesn't mean she could do no wrong. Mm -hmm. It means how do we contain this so that she's not harming herself or others? Yeah. And what can I do to mitigate that and increase the joy and happiness in her life? Because she does not deserve to be unhappy. Mm -hmm. Um, And what can I do to also have a healthy dynamic with my partner? You Mm know. no, it's, it's hard because, you know, when, because I didn't sign up for my mom to have a brain aneurysm and a no. brain injury and to become a, no. you know, a, a person who can't do things for themselves. I mean, that's not what I signed up, but I never say that. I never say, I didn't sign up for this. God hates me. Like, I just think. You can, though. There's nothing wrong could, with some pity sometimes. But it doesn't do any good. I know. It's yeah. just, there's this whole big like thing. And look, they're my heroes too. David Goggins, Cam Haynes. I love you guys. But sometimes, you know what? If you're not choosing it, and I guess you could say you choose everything. If You can choose your mindset, but you can't choose your mind. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have your mental faculties because it's compromised, whether it's uh, mental, you know, it could be addiction, it could be whatever, mental illness, aneurysm, uh, anything on the spectrum, it's very tough to, you know, have a normal person, you know, uh, able-minded person relate unless they've been through it yeah and then they could be like look man i know ben or i've gotten off heroin or i've gotten off coke it's like dude you need to sober up Mm -hmm. this is what we're going to do this is what you can expect we're all different it may take you six weeks instead of three weeks like you know it's a process and and that's again back to having a community of understanding so that you're not alone in it uh especially with your your partner Mm -hmm. um because it's very hard for you know at some point, you're going to just be sick of, of you know, hearing it until you go around other people with much worse situations mm-hmm. and other people that were similar and then it got better. Mm-hmm. And, and, and those are the people that I would immerse myself around. Yeah. You know, and then, look, there's benzo communities. You know, I'm not trying to make it all about benzos, but it's like... But that's, a, that's a big thing of your life, right? Right, and there's, there's communities of people that have dealt with aneurysms and stroke and, and, yeah, and I've dementia. Tried, I've tried to get in those communities. It's, uh, it's hard, I think, and I should just do it more often. Um, I, I get a... I think with, that's what's happening with Dan and I is that it's just us dealing with this. It's too much. And my dad, and it's, it's too much. Like it's too... We don't have a big enough community, and people... Um, I was like, oh, we'll try to help, we'll help. And then, but no one actually wants to help. Like they say that because they right. have to. Um, or do they know how to? I will tell people exactly how to help me and they just okay. won't be able to or not willing to, which is okay. annoying. Um, because we've asked for specific things and then people are just not able to actually help with them. Um, See, I not, have answers for you. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, I, I have answers. It's also hard, I think, for me when. Dan and I are having problems specific to like our situation mm-hmm. for me to separate myself from my parents in in a f- sense of like if something is happening to my mom and it's a problem that she's causing um, whether or not she you knows she's trying to or not well hold on I feel responsible to fix it hold on 
You know what I mean? She does not know. She doesn't know. Okay. Yeah. So that that that's. So then I feel like I do know. So I have to take responsibility and the brunt and all the anger and everything. Hold on, but, that, at the situation. but that's, that's a very. But that's back to the seepage. Yeah. You're not hurt by your interactions with Dan. You're hurt by Dan's interactions towards your mom. Yeah, but also telling me to fix things. Okay. That okay. Yeah. But you can handle that. The concern for me and what I would tell Dan is, dude, you cannot hit the dog. Mm -hmm. The dog is what it is. And I'm not comparing your mom to the dog. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. But, yeah. you know, she is not, Capable. she does not have her faculties intact. Mm -hmm. You cannot negotiate with her. Her affect some days, she could come across clear like a rocket science. Mm -hmm. She's not the all other there. Days, yeah, it, it's really... And it's very deceiving. Like, yeah. I'm, I sound seemingly intelligent. I did not mm -hmm. sleep last night, people, okay? That's fucking benzos. Um, mm -hmm. But does not mean I'm, I'm not able-minded right now. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I'm out there being a sick fuck. It just mm -hmm. means I'm not 100% intact. I'm not functioning in a way. And it's iatrogenic illness, and it, I'll hopefully heal. I don't know how long it'll be. Uh, chances are if I do things safely, I'll return 80, 90, 95, 100%. Yeah. And so you can relate then asking for time because it's been a while. All, I, all you need is time. All you need is time. And uh, I'm not the only one that sees this. It's not just me saying she's getting better. Um, I for 100% see her getting mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. Even the last six months, I'm thinking, wow, look at this little progress we've made in the last six months. People who right. know her that don't see her all the time have mentioned it. So she is... It's not me being crazy. She really is getting better, progressively better. As and even if forward. she was not. Even if she was not. But it's, it's, it's hard to say, like when people say, well, when is this going to stop? This is forever. As far as we know, this is forever. And I say, it's not forever. Well, how long is it? I don't know. And you can mm. completely relate. Fuck how yeah. long is it going to take to get both benzos? I don't know. You know? I can guess. Like, Are you going to get 100% off? You don't know. My current trajectory, yeah. um, you know, specifically, I'm on four milligrams of Valium, uh, but it was 25 years on Clonopin, which is, it depends. And, and look, I'm on the tip of the spear. They haven't done enough research. They're not putting them, the pharmaceutical companies, are, they should all collaborate and come up with a way to help, you know, have a, I don't know, antidote or whatever it is uh, to get people off of opiates and, and benzos. And eventually... SSRIs and antidepressants, you know, they were meant to create a window and, you know, six months. But when you have people on these meds for 20, 30 years, mm -hmm. we have a shit show coming, people. Yep. So I'm not, you know, the only idiot talking about this um, or going to be impacted by it. So needing that time, hoping all the time, you know, and not having that certainty in my mind, at this point, not judging, mm -hmm. but I feel like you should always have remedies. You should always have contingencies. Okay, if plan A doesn't work, we have plan B, mm -hmm. plan C. And that's something that maybe moving forward, you can go, we're going to offset this by no matter what, we're having a sitter. Mm -hmm. So, or, you know, just ways like once a week, just uh, have a friend, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or another family that has this, and be like, we're gonna we're gonna spot you once a month. If you got four families, I need more community. That's four weekends yeah. where you don't have to worry about your mom, and she's yeah. gonna know the four other people, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And that's eight sets of people, and it's globalizing it yeah. and sharing the load, like the Verizon guy. It's not just mm -hmm. me. There's a whole bunch of people behind me, yeah. 
Um, That's such good advice. There's Tom. wonderful people that that will do that. That will that will show up because they're there. You're showing up for them, and uh, they're going to show up for you. Going back to family, I have a yeah. huge extended family. Like I was telling you, uh-huh. they don't show up to, I, but I, but strangers. I have had more friends okay. or strangers show up. So family, I'm just like, fuck it. Like you, right. I don't have any faith in family. I have faith in individual people yeah. and individuals in the world because just my extended family has not shown up. Right. In my, the biggest life event right. I've had um, for their own sister. So, right. um, you know, one of them has. Then that's the one I have a relationship with. Yeah. But, but you know, one out of out of eight is is not great. Um, but I, I totally agree with you, Tom, and I think that that's an, an actionable item that I will take from our conversation today is to build my community. I don't really know where to start. Um, I, know I think you're great stuff, at it. But... I think you're great at networking. I think that you can't be the only one doing this. I can't be. It's, it's um, impossible. <laughs> right. And that's something that, you know, I think, you know, look at any situation. You don't want to end up in my situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you do not. Yeah. So th- these are all workable, solvable things. They are. Yeah. And then learning, a, uh, learning. look, uh, you know, um, I failed at learning what Leah's love language was. I failed. Mm-hmm. I had plenty of opportunity. Did it change? Even if it changes, it, you I, gotta I keep failed. Up with it, yeah. I failed, and I have some, I feel on my side of things a little bit, like, I, I don't know where I'll be a year from now when I'm healed. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I may not have. I, I'm hoping for a miracle, but the the truth is, like, you know, I'm gonna have the underlying issues that I originally needed. You know, I'll have the original panic attacks. Uh, but from what I hear, once you get through the benzo withdraw, the rest is like, oh, therapy is actually working now. Mm-hmm. It's not this duct tape. It's like that's not letting you know this organic uh, scar heal, this wound heal. You know, it's it's kind of interesting. It's like you have the wound, you put the bandaid on top, mm-hmm. and now you're trying to put the salve on top. It doesn't right. work that way. Correct. You have to move, remove the bandaid, put the salve. Which hurts, first, is, then the right? And that bandaid's been there for a long fucking time. Yeah. It hurts, and then uh, mental mental injuries, neuro in, neural and in, uh, iatrogenic or neural in, in injuries. You know, all those pathways in the brain, neuroplasticity, just exercise, walking, all these things, like, it takes time. And it's also, I'm not young. If I was 25, and but again, you will heal. You know, your mom mm-hmm. is active. She's yeah. very active. I have um, faith that she'll heal. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll make it through this all the same. And <laughs> you got, I think you guys will. It's just, you know. Um, it's just, I think, hard when, and, and you can relate to this mm-hmm. as well, um, you can relate to, to both sides of what, what's happening with me, but you know, when, when you have discussions that are, that are hurtful mm-hmm. or things, you're like a little turtle, right? You retract into your shell yeah. and it takes a longer time every time to come back out of that shell. If you even choose to come back out, right? If you can, if you can come so back out, because now you don't trust anything around right. you either. Right. And I think you, you also have experience yeah. with that. And, and I honestly, just again, um, you lose impulse control with anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom, she may be impulsive as well. She may do things, you know, she's not all there. Yeah. And I'm not excusing my behavior, but I made some horrible choices. But I feel that that veil robbed, hijacked my resilience to make the right choices. So I'm, I'm curious. 
for the sake of my kids mainly, you know, and obviously I want to, you know, be a better person all around and be able to have, you know, significant intimate relationships and just be a solid person. But yeah, uh, once that heals, and I don't know who I'll be. It's not that I don't know who I am. It's just some of the things that I know I don't want to be, mm-hmm. I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll be able to manage and be able to... Your mom just wants to be able to meet life on life's terms. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking to not have life throw me curveballs. I'm just asking to be able to have a fighting chance on a, on a playing field or put me in a home. <laughs> Literally. No. Like, contain me. Keep me in a place where I'm not harming and being a burden to anybody. You know, um, it's just these gray areas on the spectrum where, you know, if I was flat out with a heroin needle in my arms, everyone would, I'd be like, there's places for that. Mm -hmm. But with mental illnesses, very different. Very different. Do you think that things are changing in that regard? I don't know. I I know that the healthcare system sucks. Yeah, 100%. I know that they're not addressing the issues because there's huge lobbyists and pharmaceutical money, you know, just bribes and payoffs and, you know, they're kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for benzos particularly, we had a huge barbiturate epidemic in the 20s and 30s and then we stopped, you know, after the depression and then in the 50s, the mother's little helper came back mm-hmm. and, and now we're in the second tier. Yeah. Now, hopefully they're coming out with a third generation of, <laughs> of Xanax and whatever. So I don't know. I, I truly don't know. At some point, I feel like with with certain things, we're gonna you know get some great insights into the mind, and uh, we're gonna probably look back and go, "Wow, you you were taking Paxil, you were taking Zoloft, you were taking Prozac. All you needed to do is this, this, and this." But hindsight's twenty and twenty. Yeah, it's finding people that you know are caregivers or that community that their heart is in the right place. Yeah. Um, you know, having, like I talked to a guy today, having a conversation with him and knowing that he was humble, but like, I got you. I understand your situation. Uh, I've dealt with other people, you know, that have been on benzos for a long time. I understand, like, and he wasn't being arrogant. He was, yeah. he was, I mean, you just need someone to go, Juliet, my mom or my dad's the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand. I got you. Yeah. Uh, I've been dealing with this for 15 years. It'll all work out. Yeah. Having somebody that could do that for you gives you that resilience to get through another month. Yeah. Another, you know. Absolutely. Um, it just sounds to me like you just have some maintenance stuff that needs to go on. I think that they're just, it's coming, Every everything is waves in life, right? Sure. And we're coming to a crest where something needs to change. Right. And you have to continue to ride those waves and have it change. So I think that right now we're just at a point where there needs to be some sort of change. Right. It doesn't have to be a big change. It just has to be a, a change to mm-hmm. show uh, improvement. Right. Not her mentally, but in the situation at large. So a really good uh, friend of mine would, and this might piss you off, (laughs) but it pisses me off when he does it to me, tasks me Mm -hmm. with, why do you turtle up? Why do you hide in your turtle? Why are you afraid to be vulnerable? Why are you going to hold on? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Why are you so wounded? Why are you letting Mm -hmm. anyone wound you? Why are you giving your power away? 
look, words could be meaner than a slap. Don't get don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that would be the task. I think maybe I'm not hiding. I'm more um like like a porcupine, like the quills come out, right? So it's not like I'm afraid and yeah, turtle was a wrong analogy for, for what I'm feeling, I guess. Where of like Pick the right pick, animal. Pick the right animal. I think it's more of like, okay, if you're gonna do that, this is now the result. So do you feel like Like I'm not afraid anymore, I just like So I feel like can't deal with trust this is so hard to earn and so it's easy so to easy lose. Easy to lose and, and it's not lost forever, but it's like So that would be the task. Ah, we're taking a step that back. That would be that would be the task. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't mean that everyone around you because you're no longer uh, you're impregnable or whatever mm-hmm. the word is maybe the wrong word impenetrable because you're Dalai Lama like mm-hmm. you know how do you build and it's not resilience it's just where's the compassion it doesn't mean that hey I'm going to be intimate with this person but mm-hmm. it's like that that just went right through you yeah. know yeah. like you I'm, gotta be I'm operating it. from a place of compassion mm-hmm. uh, I'm no longer going to step into blame and pain game with you it's ridiculous. I mean, there's no reason for it. No. It was, and I think it was really funny because, uh, so if we did go to that engagement party, speaking of family, right? Ugh, it was fine. Um, but yeah. um, one of the one of the silly activities we had to do was on. Wasn't a it like super rainy out? Oh my god! I think I texted you, didn't I? You did, and I was like, I stayed on one. I stayed on one channel. Uh, if you didn't listen to our last pod, I know, and I was like, oh no, I made Thomas stay on one channel. Um, yeah, you did text me, but it was it was good because I was just pissed and actually really happy to hear from somebody who wasn't I wasn't related to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we had to write on cards like mm-hmm. marriage advice, and I thought we did a really good we had a really good advice, and I was like we had the best advice, and then we kind of did the exact opposite the right. next day, <laughs> right. which is funny, and I think that made it made me even more mad. Yeah, well, that's like it. you said, it's 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 always you know moving and and the big concern you know a big part of your like i'm heavily invested in getting well Mm -hmm. and i want to know and be reminded of my progress and that's a big part of back to when you have an agreement with someone and they say that they didn't sign up for this Mm -hmm. it definitely is is hurtful yeah i definitely feel abandoned emotionally i definitely feel discarded i actually feel exiled from my own life yeah. I didn't ask for this. Yeah. I've made poor choices. I didn't address this earlier in life. But maybe when you date someone, you know, and you want to avoid someone with benzos, you know, say, hey, this, this, and this, you know, what do you do with your free time? Ask people, are you a porn addict? Ask, ask mm-hmm. people, are you on any prescription medication? If so, why? How long? These are all things that you should work on in the beginning of a relationship mm-hmm. because, you know, you didn't ask for your mom to have a fucking aneurysm. Yeah. You know, brain damage. You didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. So back to the package, you know, all you could do is flip the, sh- flip the script and go, hey, Dan, what, what if this was your mom? Well, that was what we left with on today, and I felt good with my stab wound of, um, <laughs> you know, right. you start fighting, you start, you start being mean. Right. Um, and I said, uh, he was, he was, you know, and I said, it sucks that this is always... You know, I feel like I'm doing something wrong because these are my parents, right. and I forgot what he said. Something that didn't make it, it didn't wasn't didn't matter. But I just uh, he just said, "Yeah, well, they are." And I said, "Well, just wait, just wait." Mm. And that's horrible because I don't want my parents-in-law to get sick or anything. But you don't want his parents to get sick. That's what I'm saying. I don't want right. my, yeah, my parents-in-law. I don't want his parents right. to get Sorry, sick. Yes. I don't want something bad to happen to them. But 
Right. The likelihood of something bad happening to people is quite high right. <laughs> in the world. And the, the people I didn't sign up for this, you know, your, your partner could, could get, you know, paralyzed and you didn't sign up for that. That's not their fault. I didn't sign up for this. I needed someone with legs or like whatever it is, right. you know, that's. No, it's very hard. Look, it's very, but again, in fairness, you know, it depends on the spectrum. It depends on the impact that it has. Um, people have a right to not show up, and yeah, that's you back, have that choice. You know, it's all about choice. You choose what you're going to do. I could yeah. choose to not show up as much as I do, and yeah. maybe be happier. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't be happier, but no, these are all things. Maybe you guys can relate. Yeah. Um, uh, let us know your impressions of what it's like if you are struggling with your own illnesses mm -hmm. uh, or you're in a dynamic where you don't feel like family is a choice <laughs> uh, but you know is family forever blood is blood blood thicker do you than, love your family <laughs> yeah do you love your family um, maybe you don't have family maybe all your family's gone and you fuck. wish you had family that happens too let me mm -hmm. tell you uh, it's very easy to get isolated and you know I think it's very important that no matter what you think your affliction is there's other people that have it that's the thing. You're there's, not alone. Yeah. There's there's no way that you're alone in this no world. Way. I mean, you're your own unique little bag of cells. Right. But whatever you're going through yeah. has been gone through before and will yeah. be gone through again, unfortunately. And I think that that's, you know, part of, you know, the world that we live in and so distractive or, you know, everyone that's talking about it seems like they've solved it. Mm -hmm. It's very easy because they're trying to sell and market you something. Yeah. Sometimes there's no miracle pill. There's it's nothing but just fucking a rough, long journey. But mm -hmm. it does not have to be as lonely as you think it does. Yeah. There are so many people struggling with benzos, opiates, porn addiction, mm -hmm. alcoholism, uh, whatever. Um, you name it. Losing their losing your job. Yep. Uh, you know, getting uh, getting divorced, yep. having having to take care of your parents in some yep. capacity, having to take care of a sick child, yep. having a child with mental. I mean, there's whatever you're a going sick through. Dog, dude. A sick dog, losing your dog. Yeah, uh, we, one of my good friends lost her dog recently, and it was it was devastating, almost more than mm. some people that have that have passed sure. through my life. And uh, yep. and she feels so. She used the word stupid. She's like, I feel stupid that mm. I'm so devastated by this loss. And I thought, no, you're not stupid. This no is way. a this is a loss. Do not do yep. not think that this is not something you need to go that you need to go through alone and that you need to get over. This is a normal thing. Yep. And um, that's the part yeah. too, right? It's catching yourself yeah. and going, why am I censoring, you know, the, mm -hmm. this comedian Brody uh, didn't really follow him too much, a little bit, but you know, he killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Hung himself. So the first step to healing is communicating your needs, yeah. saying you need help. Saying uh, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, removing your dirty secrets. Mm -hmm. Not carrying the burden alone. And I, I just think that that can't be, can't be emphasized enough. Yeah. Um, or you could be like me and cry wolf all the time and then no one listens to you. You know, you don't want to run into that. But just share your shit, man. Yeah. Share your, you know, you got to feel the heal. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if any of you guys are going through this right now, but I feel like I, mm. I am constantly crying out for help. Yeah. And I'm not crying wolf. I'm I'm like, this is something you can help with. These exact things I need help. And people are like, do you, you got do this. You, I do. I'll you. say very specific things. I need help with this. I need this. I cannot do this. I emotionally am having trouble here. And I, people are like, you're strong. Your circle, you're <laughs> strong. Because I don't want to burden you with the stuff you're going through. <sighs> but um, it's, 
it, people come to me and they'll say, Juliet, you're you strong Nancy enough to off, handle maybe this. Maybe Nancy and I will get along great. <laughs> you probably would. I, I won't leave the but stove people, on. But people will tell me, Juliet, you're so strong and you can do this. And they just keep telling me I can do it. And I'm like, I'm literally asking you for help. Right. And because I am such a strong person, you don't think I need it. So don't right. let people don't let people tell you. Also, if you are if you're worried about asking for help, ask for help. And right. if, if you're in my situation where you are legitimately asking help, and people are not coming to your right. rescue because they think you're strong enough, you know that's also a thing that you could be struggling with. You can there's both wow. sides of the spectrum. That's you know you're. Uh, do you find that a lot? Yeah, because people come to me, I. I am not patting myself on the back, but people come to me with their problems, and a lot of times I will fix them for people, or I will help them, and I'll sit down with them. I'm very generous with my time. Mm -hmm. And if someone asks for help, I take them at their word, and I am there for them, right? Right. Um, So people are so used to me helping them Mm -hmm. and fixing them that when I legitimately need help, they're like, you're just having a moment of weakness. You're going to get through this. You're amazing. You always do. And I'm like, yeah, I can maybe get through it but it would be more pleasurable maybe have a better outcome if people right. would just like effing help me right. um and it's hard to ask for help so i think people when you are a strong person and you do ask for help mm-hmm. people minimize it wow at least that's what i have found <laughs> um but anyway for our i feel audience, like we're opposites in that way so yeah. uh, that's interesting yeah really interesting well you're not alone if you're having either a tom or a juliet moment yeah, yeah for sure um <laughs> And uh, this is life, guys. This yeah. is, uh, you know, give yourself that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I forget. I, I don't know. Stay on the train. The scenery will change. Yeah. Yeah. Hang in it's there. True. And we're not being negative at all. We're just sharing. It's real. From, a, from a, you know, a perspective of just working through and finding the tools that there's no handbook for. You know, when you marry someone and skies are blue and it's fair weather, hey. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that agreement? And, you know, if you're thinking about marriage, think about that you're going to grieve your independence. You're going to grieve the fact that you can't, you know, up and leave without checking in with someone. And then when <laughs> you have kids, you're going to grieve that you're a single couple yeah. without kids, you know. And if a parent gets sick, you're going to grieve the alone time you had, you know. And mm-hmm. You're not able to just go out and just dance all night and skip out of town for a weekend. These are the things that, you know, you you got to look at, you know, talk to a good a divorce attorney before you get married. Pre, uh, pre-plan. I think that there's yeah. a lot in the Know every worst case scenario yep. and go, am I or is my partner the type of person that when they say till death do us part? Because you don't need to get married this day and age. Yeah. It's not like the 1920s. I think people find, the 1930s. I think people find that unromantic um, when you maybe see mm. a, a marriage counselor before you get married or you or mm. you sit down and have... These talks of, are you on medication? People don't find that romantic, and it's not. But guess what? It will allow you to have romantic moments. I actually think it's sexy as fuck. And I think the next time I do that, <laughs> I'm going to literally write down yeah. everything, all my picadillos, all my bones in my closet, and be like, this is what you're... you're this you're, is what you're signing up for. This is, exa- <laughs> this is exactly where I'm coming from. Yeah. And these are my goals, desires, and inspirations. Yeah. And the, this is my character. Mm-hmm. This isn't just my defects. This is who makes me me. Yeah. These are the back to you know. Th- this is also my wisdom, mm-hmm. my capacity to overcome things. Mm-hmm. I'm a testament, and your mom is a testament, uh, and many other people are a testament of being recovered. Yeah. Living in recovery, staying recovered, 
uh, yeah. the lessons that you learn because guess what? We all, no one gets out of here alive. Unfortunately. So, yeah. It's not why you're here. No, I think that whoever designed this crazy world that we live in is far infinitely wiser and smarter than us. So I hope so. If it's, if it's like you. one of us running the show, we're totally doomed. Yeah. So on that note, like, subscribe, yes. Mod Rats on YouTube, iTunes, fuck, Facebook. And please comment. We we will write back to you. Um, yeah. You know, tell us we suck. Tell us you got problems. Whatever you want to say. Just be open and honest as we're trying to be. Yep. And we're figuring out how you can find out about us too. So yeah. <laughs> we have some things in the work. We and, do. And uh, thank you so much. Mod Rats out. <laughs>